Hey guys, it's Brianna, and I am joined by my friend and co-host, Christina. Hi, everyone. And you are listening to Oh Brother, your favorite Big Brother podcast. Listen as we discuss all of the alliances, backdoors, and twists you love to watch. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed. To join in on the discussion, use the hashtag OBrotherPodcast on social media, and you can find me at It's Me Breely everywhere. And you can find me at Christina Jascott. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. See you later. All right, Christina, I feel like I say this at the beginning of every single episode, but we're going to start talking about Sunday's episode and it feels like light years away. It honestly like it feels, feels like I so feel like ago. I haven't been on the podcast in so long. I feel like Sunday has been like months ago, but Right. It literally feels like it's been ages since For real. HOH comp, but that's what we're starting with today. Did you watch it on feeds or did you watch it like just in the episode? I did watch on feeds. So did I. And when I watched it on feeds, I was very upset, obviously, because Davon dropped first. Right. But then in the episode, she reveals in the DR that she did it on purpose. It's so dumb. So, like, that made me, like, feel a little bit better because I was like, okay, she doesn't just suck. She was, like, doing it to try to show that she was weak and, like, not a threat. I I get why she did it. Like, I think – she didn't really need to win HOH that week. But at the same time, I feel like that was a comp she probably could have gone far. And I, I don't know if she would have won it, but I guess she just assumed, like, I'm not going to win this. So it's better off for me to just look really weak rather than look threatening enough that, like, I came close. I kind of get, like, her rationale. But at the same time, it's like, when you're watching it on feeds and you're rooting so hard for her and she's the first one to drop, I was like, no. Right. Like, I feel like, I feel like I was, when I was watching it, Davon dropped and I go, well, there's that. Then I was like, okay, who was the next one to drop? Was it David? Yeah. And then I was like, okay. Like, I mean, I really care if they, I only wanted, so in my opinion, I like the drama, but I don't like knowing what's going to happen like right it's in the like, same side of the house if cody power. or memphis or, or nicole or one of them were to go up you know like kind of the direction they were going in yeah so i was rooting for the people like davon david ian you want people power like, to switch around the house yes, heaven like exactly i wanted something else to happen that was unpredictable that we didn't know what was going to happen that was different from previous weeks exactly so i was sitting there and as i was like okay well how about this person they would drop mm-hmm. okay what about this person then they dropped I'm like yeah. you know what I'm just gonna stop <laughs> yep it was so annoying um the first three to drop were Davon David and Ian in that order and they're also have nots because the first three to drop got have nots this week well that's like what Memphis was saying he goes the three people already dropped okay they I'm just down. <laughs> I'm like shocked that he was even able to stay up there because for those of you who right? watch feeds he's had like back problems for like two and a half weeks or something crazy and I thought he would either drop first or he would just not play the comp at all and yet he stayed up until like the fourth or the third person dropped then he was like all right I'm out I was like I'm confused was the back problem legit or not it was just strange to me yeah I was like one week his back is killing him the next he's like still up there Mm -hmm. but I think honestly he's in a good spot in the house right now. Which is unfortunate. If not, I hate if it. not one of the best, yeah. So the last three up there were Nicole, Cody, and Danny. And they all three said they were trying to throw it. And I was like, you guys clearly don't know how to throw a comp because if you were trying to throw it, you wouldn't still be up there. Like, what are you doing? Right. And they were up there for a little bit when it was just them three. And I'm yeah. like, you guys don't. Like, you know who else is up there. Right. All on the lines. I get they didn't want to, like, give it away, but, like, mm-hmm. everybody knew. Especially Danny saying she was trying to throw it. You're telling me that she hung on that wall, made all kinds of sound effects. Yeah, she's going, uh. I'm, I'm like, like, girl, you're trying. 
okay, you're telling me you're doing all that, all these theatrics, and you were trying to throw it? See, when people in Big Brother past, when people say, like, whenever they win Age of Weeks, and they go, I really didn't want it, and they try to pity themselves and go, I didn't want this. I go, you had to physically try Uh to win this competition. This was an endurance comp, first of all. There are very few that you can accidentally win. Like, I could see a crapshoot comp, you not wanting it and getting it. Fine. But this one? Yeah. This one you had to actively try and be like stay up there willingly and stick it out. I'd win. argue that this is probably the easiest one to throw. For real. And I'm like, I don't feel bad for her. Like, why would anyone feel bad for her? I just don't winning? get it. I think she honestly wanted it. I do too. She definitely wanted it. She wouldn't have stayed up there that whole time. And like, I get like, wanting it a little bit more because she wants photos of her daughter and like a letter from home and all this stuff. But yeah, but don't lie and say you tried to throw it. Right. You clearly other people were like trying to win. You tried to win. So yeah, unfortunately Danny won HOH. At first I thought this was going to be a good thing because it seemed like she was kind of starting to work with some of the people who I'm rooting for. But then this week just got all kinds of crazy before we get to the actual like dramatic gameplay i have two comments about danny the first is why did she look like she was doing pharrell cosplay all week oh my gosh stop i literally was looking and i was like she does look cute but i was like what are you hiding inside What's going on like it was just such a drastic difference. Yeah, I'm like, what are you hiding inside that hat for one? Two, why are you wearing it with overalls and clogs? Yeah. And then the following week, I think, or the following day when she was doing nominations, she was wearing like a grandma crocheted knitted pot holder for a top and a like children's barrette in her hair. And I'm like, the only way you can justify wearing that barrette in your hair is if it's literally your daughter's and you're just wearing it so she could see it. Yeah. Like, otherwise, you just look like an actual child. It was just odd to me. Like, I was very confused. Are you trying to take choices. Instagram pictures? I'm very confused. Yeah. Just, like, it's just odd. And I don't understand because I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but she looked so good last night during the eviction episode. I was like, okay, Danny, she looks like really pretty. She got her red lip. Her dress was cute. But then she's walking around looking like Pharrell one day with overalls on. And then another day she's wearing like her grandma's pot holder for a top. So I was like, what is she doing? Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about in regards to Danny before we get back to game talk is I think maybe one of my favorite moments from this entire season was when her and Davon scared the absolute shit out of Cody. Yeah. Oh my God. I laughed so hard. I was like, mom, you have to watch this. And I was hoping he did it to everybody in the house. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I know that her and Cody have been going back and forth with it. So I am guarantee you that in the pre-finale episode where they, like, go back and talk about all the memories from the season, there's going to be a like a, of the two of them scaring you. Yeah, like a little compilation. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that would have been so funny. I feel like this season, and a lot of people have been talking about it, but this season hasn't been as, like, fun, lighthearted as some of the past seasons have. And I feel like those are the kind of moments that I look forward to a lot of the time is like them enjoying being in the house, having fun. And I can't tell if it's because they're all stars. So they're like taking it a little bit more seriously, not having as much fun. They all kind of already know each other. So there's not any of this like get to know you type of icebreaker stuff. Or if it's because they're all a little bit older than the normal cast. Like usually they're all 20 somethings and I feel like this season it's more like 30 and 40 somethings. So yeah, I think it's also because they've been on so many times they're kind of like, all right, like they're not, like they don't have the excitement of, oh my God, I'm back in the game. Blah, blah, right. blah. You know what I mean? And everyone kind of knows each other, like whether they don't know each other personally, they know each other from their other games. Right. We need team fun feeds and we just don't have yeah. that this season. Oh, CBS has been sucking with the feeds. I'm unsubscribing. Christine and I were just texting back and forth before this and talking about how after the eviction episodes, they've been keeping the feeds down until the West Coast airing, which is three hours later. So any of the East Coast people who want to like get updates on who wins HOH and stuff, unless they're showing the HOH on feeds, which is very rare and usually only happens for endurance, 
you literally have to just wait till the next day or stay up until like one in the morning to find out who won HOH. So I think that's absolutely ridiculous. They've never done that. And that's, that's terrible. Especially because it's a paid service. Like it's not like it's a free extra thing that they're providing. Like you're literally paying for all access. Absolutely. It's like ridiculous. Like if I pay that money to do what you guys said I could do, that's the only reason I'm, I don't really go on the live feeds unless something big happens and I go back to watch it or I watch the competitions, mm-hmm. the HOH comps or stuff that like they don't show on the, on air. So both times I went on the live feeds this season, actually I've been on a handful of times, every single time, every two minutes they would cut out the feeds. Oh yeah. It's so annoying. This in season. the middle of comp, in the middle of conversations and it wouldn't even really be that bad. Like they wouldn't even be bad. They would just be talking about random stuff and they'd cut it out. And then last night, my mom and I were aggravated that we couldn't watch HOH. So I just went to click unsubscribe, and it says, oh, wait, you can do 50% off for two months. I went, okay. So there's a hack for all you. Yeah, if you want to get uh, get a discount, pretend you're going to cancel. I literally clicked unsubscribe, and they said, wait. I went, all right. Okay, fine. Give me a game of CBS. Yeah, it is annoying this season. I get why they're being like a little bit more careful with things just due to like it being all stars and like COVID and stuff. But you're literally having people pay for a service and then not giving them what they're paying for. So it is very obnoxious. Um, I don't mind like not being able to watch every single competition on feeds and stuff. But if you have a competition that takes an hour, feeds should come back on immediately afterwards so that people can see the fallout from that comp, see who won. Yeah. And to like, you know, scheme and plot and see like if their favorites are in a good spot or not. Cause like when you, when feeds are down for three hours after a competition, a lot of times that's when some of the big conversations happen. So we're missing all of that stuff and the chances they're going to put any of that stuff in the episode it's pretty slim, like maybe a 15 second clip from a three hour segment, but yeah, just Agreed. annoying. Mm-hmm. One other thing in the Sunday episode before we get to nominations was when Kevin was talking about representation and the LGBTQ community. I really liked this segment, but it did kind of feel like it was a, in a weird place in the episode. Like It was like random. Yeah, it was like after the the little scare thing happened and before nominations happened and it didn't feel as organic as some of the other clips like this that they've shown. So I thought that was a little weird. But overall, um, I think Kevin made some really good points about like, I think a lot of times when, for example, like in his situation, he's a gay man, but even in his own community, sometimes people are like, oh, you don't fit the stereotype you don't fit with our ideals you're too feminine and all this stuff and i also thought it was kind of interesting that i think the danny was in the room enzo was in the room and i can't remember who else but i was kind of glad that kevin was bringing it up in front of enzo not because i think that enzo is judgmental or anything but i could totally see enzo being the type of person who surrounds himself like in his everyday life with people who are just like him And I can't imagine that he has, and again, I'm like totally just guessing. I don't actually know if this is true or not, but I can imagine that Enzo probably doesn't have any super feminine gay friends. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it it was probably good for him to hear that and like kind of be a part of that conversation. So overall props to Kevin for being like so open about it. I love that CBS, like I know we've talked about this in previous episodes, but I just love how they're airing more serious conversations lately yeah and I think sure. the audience is really like happy with that and I think oh, they're totally. just, I think CBS like is going in the right direction and I think I hope they continue this in the future yeah definitely I think that like like I said while all these like little fun moments are stuff we look forward to I feel like you really want like this is a house full of real people dealing with real problems in their everyday lives and like mm-hmm. that's the stuff we want to see too so give us both CBS We'll take it. Yeah. Agreed. On to the nominations. Um, Danny decides to nominate Kevin and David. I think it's a bit of like a cop-out of a nomination, but obviously we know her noms don't stay in place for very long. Oh, that sucks. Sucks to Girl who didn't even want at a household. (laughs) 
Yeah, she didn't want HOH, and then she had to nominate four people instead of two. So, yeah. Sorry, was it worth it? Don't know if it was. So then we get to the Tuesday episode, and I want to get your opinion or, I guess, your reaction to David's phenomenal acting. What did you think about his uh, little fake tears and all that? So at the table, I thought that he did a good job. I even said to my mom, I go, David's going to screw this up, whether it's now or later. Because of the whole, remember the whole, who do you vote for? What? <laughs> I was done. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, I think at the table when they were doing noms and they took him off or his power took him off, I think that was fine. He could have left it there, whatever. But then when he starts going up to everybody, did you put me you off? Me? Did you put me off? Did you put me off? Oh my God. I was like, oh my God. I thought it was so funny. Tyler and Cody's reactions separately. They literally laughed Tyler, in the face. Tyler was like, dude, like you can just say it was you. And then Cody was like laughing at him. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was cracking up. I'm like, nah, Cody's not an idiot. Poor I thought it was David. hysterical. He's like, dude, it was you. And he goes, no, really? Like who did it? And he goes, I mean, you can go ask people if you want. <laughs> yeah. But like, we all know. <laughs> oh, so funny. Like, I get what he was trying to do, but I, I agree that, like, when they were at the table, at first, it was, like, fairly convincing, but then he almost, like, played it up too much. Like, he did, like, a little sob, and I was like, "Uh uh-oh, now this is, like, too overacted. If he does anything else, he's really going to sink his little ship, and then, of course, he goes around asking people, and they all literally laugh in his face. I was like, David, please don't. Like, I almost feel like it would have been better if he just owned the fact that he did it because it's not like he's getting blood on his hands. He's not saving anyone besides himself. So anyone else would have done the same thing. Were they nominated? If they had that power, they would have saved themselves too. I get why he wanted to keep it a secret because he's afraid that like people will think he's like a stronger player than he's leading on or whatever. But at the same time, I think he's just not doing himself any favors with this uh, terrible acting. Exactly. I, I think he's just thinking he's sly. And I'm like, David, oh my God, just lo- like, stop. He's not, like, I think he had good, like, good ideas, but he has to understand his audience. Oh, for and sure. And he has to really look at it from a different perspective, like the outsider perspective. And he's kind of like, it's not working. <laughs> he's too in his head, for sure. Definitely. Um, so after the disruptor power gets used, Danny has to name a replacement and she mm-hmm. names Tyler, which um, at face value was kind of predictable because Tyler was like, listen, mm-hmm. if you nominate me this week, I won't be upset, blah, 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 kind of expect it. But then they also cut to a scene where she and Tyler literally made a deal not to target each other for like the next two weeks or something. Mm-hmm. And she put him on the block. I guess technically the word target is subjective. Like she could basically say that I'm putting you on the block, but you're not the target. Um, But either way, that was kind of awkward that they had like literally just made this deal and yet she nominates him. Yeah, it was a bit much. It was like, what? A little bit odd, but I can't say I was surprised. I don't think Tyler was surprised either. No, I thought she would have. Yeah, I just... I said to my mom, I said, there's no way she's not going to put Tyler up. It doesn't mean she'll go through with it, but there's no way she's not going to put him up. Exactly. Then we get to them choosing players for the power of veto. And at this point, Danny is just crossing her fingers this veto doesn't get used because she does not want to have to nominate another person. The players are Danny, Kevin, and Tyler, obviously, and then Ian, Enzo, and Devon. And can I just say, I feel like Ian has gotten picked for, I think, every veto so far. I, if I was not noticing that. I'm like, everyone's everyone. picking, like, Ian and, and, like, Kevin. Like, I just, I noticed it. I was like, hmm. Kevin's been playing in all of them because I feel like he's been nominated every week, but Ian just seems to be getting picked a lot. Yeah, I've noticed that. I wasn't sure if, like, that was just me thinking because I didn't keep track or anything. Yeah. I, I was like, how many has he been picked for? Not right. that there's anything wrong with that, but I think it's funny. Yeah, it is funny. I mean, it's good for him. It gives him more chances to keep himself safe. The competition itself made me laugh, especially because after the 
nominations, the uh, the backyard wasn't closed and everybody was on feeds was kind of confused, like house guests and feeders alike. They were everybody was kind of like, wait a second, why isn't the backyard closed? Because usually they're setting up for POV already. But we obviously find out the reason they didn't close the backyard to set up for POV is because it was the micro beer competition. And oh my god. I don't know who the hell came up with this, but I think it's kind of funny. It made me laugh. I was like, I was, "What is just going watching? On? Like, just watching like everybody's hands try to like go to the top and like tip all the way down. It was just so funny, and watching them like try not to breathe, and it was just it was funny. Oh my god, the moment when Tyler was like pretty much done, and he was like, "I just, just took like one breath, breath <laughs> and I let it out, and he literally blew every single one except for like two of them off his thing." I was like, Tyler, what are you doing? Oh, that had to be so frustrating. So finally, after three seasons, Davon pulls it out. She wins the veto. And it is the tiniest veto I've ever seen in my entire life. I felt bad. She's like, can I at least have a big one? I know. I was like, this girl literally waited three seasons and the irony that the competition she wins is the one where it's like the little minuscule veto. Yeah. Although I did think it was funny that they like really committed to it and they were like, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to give her this little veto and this is the actual veto she has to use at the ceremony. What I did think was like a little bit of a missed opportunity was usually when someone uses the veto, they put it like around the person's neck. So I think she should have like put it on Kevin's finger or like his wrist or something. Will you accept this veto? Yeah, exactly. Like do a little proposal. And then they also kind of drop the ball because it would have been really funny if at the end when they close the box to say that like the veto ceremony is over, they should have had like a little tiny box. Yeah. They dropped the ball on that, but we'll give them props for at least committing to the the micro theme. Yeah, I think it was cute. It was something different. Yeah, for sure. And I'm sure they were glad to have an extra day outside, too, because they've been lacking on their outside time this season. Oh, my gosh. They've been complaining about it. And then yeah, because they cut feeds. I think with COVID, they have less staff to, fe- uh, to set up comps and stuff. So it takes longer. So they're losing the backyard for, for longer than normal because they don't have as many people to break down and set things up, which is sucky. But got to do what you got to do, I guess. I think that... Davon winning the veto was obviously best case scenario for her, best case scenario for Kevin, but her biggest mistake was telling Danny Pryor that if she won the veto, she wasn't going to use it. Yeah, she shouldn't have said that. Even though I understand why she did, she yeah. still shouldn't have. And basically, that's like someone promising things that they can't promise. Yeah, I do understand that like, A, she didn't think she was going to win it. And B, she didn't think she was going to have to use it, I guess. But, Mm -hmm. and she also like was thinking, okay, let me, I'm not going to win it anyways. So let me at least get some trust out of Danny. But then she kind of fucked herself over because now she's going back on her word because she did actually end up winning it. So I think it's kind of funny that Danny kind of, in a way, screwed over Bailey and Devon. Mm -hmm. Then Devon forgives her. Devon does this, and Danny's forgiving her, like she said in her thing. I'm like, is this going to be like a reoccurring thing? I don't like, do think they both not realize that, like, yeah, they can help each other, but in the end, they are playing for each other, like themselves, obviously. Oh, from from my understanding, Danny's pissed at her and like doesn't actually trust her at all. Like, I think that I do think it was the right decision for Dave to use the veto, just because they literally were going to evict her ally, even though they were telling her they weren't. But I do think that it ruined any relationship that she had with Danny. I don't think Danny will target her immediately, but she's definitely not going to trust anything that Devon says here from here on She'll out. She'll definitely take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, for sure. Um, she did say she would like to mend her and Devon's friendship and work with her still. So I think maybe she does mean that because she already showed her cards to her alliance with the whole Tyler thing. Mm-hmm. So I think she kind of feels like Davon's one of those people where like she can get ended by that. Yeah, like her back, almost her backup. But I think she also thinks of Davon as close as she does the rest of the alliance right now. So I think that's why she's trying to fight hard to keep her there. To yeah, save I don't her know. Game. 
I can't tell um, with Danny if like the things she's saying to Devon are true or if she's actually just telling her her that stuff to make her feel good. Like I can't tell if she's just doing it to save face or if she's actually genuine. So I guess we'll have to to see moving forward if they do try to work together, but I have yeah. a feeling that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. So like we've been saying, Devon does decide to use the veto leading up to the veto ceremony. I thought it was funny that this is the, I think, only moment this entire season where the committee has not had the power and they literally are spiraling. They've lost an ounce, a literal ounce of power and they're freaking the fuck out. I'm like, Devon has had no power all season and has been cool as a cucumber for the most part. Like, yeah, she had that little fight with Christmas. You can argue that Christmas kind of prompted it, but she's been fairly chill. You guys lose power for three seconds and you're all mm-hmm. freaking out. Like, yeah, having all these meetings, like talking about how you can't trust this person. Can't tr-. And I'm like, y'all need to relax. Like you've had power every single week. Just relax. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they even really lost that much power. It's not like Davon's naming the replacement. Like, their alliance still gets to choose who goes on the block. So, Cody needs to take a chill pill. So, like we said, Devon uses the veto, and Danny decides to nominate Ian. I was very upset by that because I love Ian. At this point, I was just kind of rooting for all the underdogs. Devon, David, Kevin, and Ian were the people who I was, like, rooting for to win HOH and stuff like that. So, I was really sad that she nominated Ian, but at the same time, I understand why she did it. Her position in the house puts her in a weird spot, and Ian was kind of the one of the few people who she could nominate who was not a part of her alliance. Yeah. So. Oh, goodness. I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like this whole thing is a mess. <laughs> it is a mess. Oh. For real. A big old mess. So then we get to Thursday's episode, and it was very confusing leading up to the eviction because Danny and Nicole are telling certain people that Ian's staying. They're telling other people that that's a lie. They're actually keeping Tyler. Danny even said when she put Tyler, or when she put Ian next to Tyler, Tyler's my target. So there's all these different sort of scenarios floating around it seemed like ian going home yeah was the true one and her telling other people that tyler was going home was the lie but sometimes i was watching feeds and i honestly could not tell where honestly i feel like i was just things constantly like everyone's like not even just their minds like they probably had their mind made up but the conversations were constantly being like changed as if one second they wanted one person to go. One second they wanted another person to go. But like at the end of the day, they knew that what they were gonna do. Yeah, I feel like the, yeah, I feel like like you said the whole time but they knew what they were gonna stuff, do at the I end feel of the like day. They had their minds Davon and Kevin kind of sort of catch on because they noticed that Tyler wasn't really com- campaigning at all, and they were like the only reason he wouldn't be campaigning is if he thought he was staying. So I did think it was. Um, it was smart that that Davon and Kevin kind of like have their finger on the pulse where they knew what was going to happen, but they still were sticking to their side of the plan and also kind of playing dumb so that the rest of the house yeah, didn't and think like they were going onto back it. to the like going to the whole like sticking to the whole um, part where you just said like he was walking around not campaigning, so it was kind of obvious. I also feel like I hate when that happens, also because as a viewer, say you don't have live feeds and you don't know that. When we tuned into the episode, it was clear that one person was dressed like they were leaving and one person was dressed for the comp. And I I don't like that. Like, I understand it's more convenient, but they give you a couple minutes in between. Mm -hmm. Like, Ian even had his sneak. I don't know if you noticed when he left, he had his sneakers ready and Tyler, like, handed him his sneakers when he was about to leave. And Ian was like, no, just hold on to them for me. Like, I'll get them later. So he he was prepared to change into sneakers. in case he did stay, but yeah, it was pretty obvious by the way they were like, dressed. I hate when they do happen. that because then when you watch the episode, you're like, all right, well, like knowing us, like the fans, like how things go, like my mom was kind of like, oh, well, you never know. And I go, I know, but like 
they sit in that house all week long. They have a feeling. And they usually know. they give you like as much as they're not supposed to, usually someone gives you a heads up so that like you know ahead of time what's gonna happen. Yeah. And it it's just like not fun at that point to be blindsides like, okay, you know, um, are very rare now, I feel like. Yeah, like everyone plays a safe game. We also had Nicole trying to convince the committee to keep Ian. And when I say trying, she barely did anything. All she did was cry all week. Yeah. And it really pissed me off because she very clearly didn't actually care if about Ian. Like, she just cared that it was bad for her game, I think. Like, don't get me wrong. She probably was upset that she had to, like, betray a friend. But for the most part, it just seemed like she's she was upset that her game was being ruined. But then she didn't do anything about it. Like, that's the problem with this season, I think. People get upset over everything, but then don't do anything about yeah, it. Yeah, they get really upset, but then they don't make any cases for their side like there are so many things she could have said to keep ian a she could have said listen all of you guys have been saying this entire time that if you go to jury you're not going to vote for a winner to win so why wouldn't you keep ian here don't you want to sit with him at final two because you know no one's going to vote for him to win that could have been an argument and i didn't hear that come out of anyone's mouth not even ian's the other thing remember when he went up to dan uh Danny's and he goes I'm not gonna lie I'm not gonna vote for you right yep he was like, <laughs> I was like you go yeah, tell it how like, it is Ian <laughs> that's what he said I'm telling it like it is and she got really upset because she knew that at that point they were targeting him and she was kind of lying to his face and he was like I have to be honest you fucked yourself if I go home and I was like you know what Ian props to you for that but again right I feel like this season no one is making any concrete deals with like actual things that people would consider like it's all up in the air stuff like hypotheticals yeah and- had nicole gone to enzo who's kind of on the outskirts of a lot of things and said listen there's this alliance you're not a part of it i just want to let you know that and i also want to let you know that if so-and-so is in power if i'm in power whatever i'm going to guarantee you two weeks of safety We can have a conversation with Ian. If he stays, he'll be on our side. We'll have numbers, whatever. Like, make some concrete arguments. Don't just sit there and cry all week long in the hammock and wonder why your ally's being evicted. Like, do something about it. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't just be all talk. Like, do it. Do it. Get out there. Campaign your little booty off. Just do (laughs) it. Where's Shia LaBeouf when you need him? Right. So the vote was kind of surprising to me because I had been seeing on feeds that Dave Vaughn, David, and Kevin were thinking of voting to evict Ian because I think they knew it was going to happen. But then when it came down to the actual vote, it was a split vote, which is rare this season. We had um, everyone voting to evict Ian, like I said, aside from David, Dave Vaughn, yeah. and Kevin, who all voted to evict Tyler. So I was kind of shocked that David yeah, evicted Tyler. Me too. All I have to say is Nicole is a little bitch for not giving him a vote. Like, I understand she didn't want to put Danny in a bad position, but I don't think that was it. You in a bad position. I don't think that was it. I think she, at the end of the day, thought about it and goes, I would be the only one in my alliance voting him out. And I don't want to ruffle any feathers and be the outlier or the, the outsider of my alliance as Danny's making herself out to be already. And I think she realized... Even if Ian's gone, I still have people who have my back. And if I stick with them, I will still have them. So I think she thought of that in the long run and goes, you know what? Either way, I have people who are going to back me. But I think she screwed herself and Jerry, though. Like, I, I think, it, in my opinion, her voting to evict Ian was one of the dumbest decisions she could have made. A, because she made herself look like an idiot who would backstab and betray her best friend. So you know that she's not going to get... Devon, David, Kevin, or Ian's votes in jury. Like, I can't. Especially just, since that was one vote that could have saved him. Yeah. And I understand, like, you don't want to piss off your alliance. You don't want to put Danny in a bad position. But if you preface it, prefaced it to them by saying, basically, listen, I'm cool with evicting Ian. Like, Ian can totally go home, but it can't be by my hand. That's my best friend. I'm not going to do that. So, Danny, you're the HOH. If you want him to go home, you're going to have to cast that you vote. Do Don't it. leave it up to me. See, that's what I said to my mom. I said, if Nicole didn't feel like she was in, like, a bad position with her alliance, 
or didn't feel already that kind of guilt or whatever, I would have made Danny do it and show her cards. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what she should have done. Because it's one thing to put someone up, like it's still terrible. And one thing to talk about it, but it's another thing to go through with it. And I think her alliance would have been like, oh my God, okay, well, you know, you're nursing our alliance. Yeah, I just think it was really dumb of Nicole. Like, I understand not wanting to piss off the alliance, but at the same time, you also have to play for yourself. Exactly. At the end of the day, I think they would have understood it. No one's going to come after her for a few weeks. Like, they still have David. They still right. have Kevin. They still have Davon. They still have Enzo. They have all these people yeah. who I think will likely be targets before her. And mm-hmm. they'll probably forget or not care that, like, she literally just didn't want to vote to evict her best friend in the house. So I yeah. thought it was a dumb decision. I understand the argument for why, like, she would vote to evict him. But I just – I thought it was stupid, in my opinion. Yeah, not as stupid as Danny's game this week, but yeah, true. Still quite dumb. Like no, like I'm not not for nothing. If you're looking at it from just a strictly paper perspective, Danny did a good job this week. She put up two threats. Mm-hmm. I get it, but like in terms of like if you know the cast and who's in this season, it's kind of like okay. And especially like as an outsider, knowing that Tyler has said he will target Danny in the future, and like yeah. he, she's gonna be one of the first people he goes after. It's just so stupid to me that she kept him over Ian. When Ian is literally, Nicole, her closest ally, is in Ian's ear. Especially because Ian, she didn't really cross Ian. Right. So and they had kind an alliance. Of like, I mean, it was a fake alliance, but it was Cody, Danny, Nicole, and Ian. Tyler has more against Danny than Ian or anybody else does. So it's kind of like, why not get rid of him? Exactly. It was just so weird to me, but. Very weird. Whatever, Danny. She's power hungry. She really is. Ian was very, very classy, as Julie kept saying, in his little eviction interview. And I thought it was so cute that he was, like, excited that an alliance evicted him. And I think the reason he was, like, happy about that was because he, at the time, felt like him being evicted was, like, an accident or some kind of mistake. And I think it would have pissed him off to know that he went home for nothing, but finding out that there was actually like a plan and an alliance that was I think he respected that, out, yeah. Yeah, he respected it more. Um, I also loved that Tyler said in his um, goodbye message who was in the alliance because A, he threw Nicole under the bus. So Ian knows that Nicole targeted him. And B, Tyler is mirroring Ian's game. So Ian, I think, is one of the first people who actually took the goodbye messages seriously on his season and he basically what ian did for anyone who hasn't watched his season he used his goodbye messages to set himself up so that when he made his pleas to the jury he would look better so basically he would say listen this was the plan to get you out in the goodbye message and then when he got to jury he already had a case kind of built up for himself so he because could it's not like they could elaborate. ask about that he would leave it on a good note might as well tell them hey right away this is what we did so that way when they do ask you that one question that's not what it's going to be wasted on it's not yeah, going to be a they're power not note. waste their questions on stupid shit and also they have six weeks seven weeks however long they're in that house to get over the fact that you evicted them because and they have, like lied to them. He told them at the end. He's like, yeah. Hey. You, they have concrete evidence. They have facts that give them a rationale for what happened. They have time to kind of mull it over. So I think that was really smart of Tyler to do that. I don't know if he was intentionally mirroring Ian's strategy, but I thought it was very smart and I think Ian respected it. So if Tyler makes it to final two, I think he's setting himself to be a, and setting himself up to be in a good spot. I agree. R.I.P. Ian, we'll love you forever. So sad. Then we get to the very beginning of the HOH competition, which didn't play out fully this episode, but the weirdest thing to me was that Danny did not use her power. Yeah, like, I think she might have thought of it as, I don't want anyone to know I won this power, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, but you've won HOH. Like, what's the point? Yeah, it was weird. At first, I was like, okay, this girl's an idiot, like... Why wouldn't you play into HOHs? Even if you throw it, like, at least stay in it so that you can have, just in case, for whatever reason, it gets close to where one of the people who you don't think is going to be on your side is going to win. Like, at least you have a 
another number, I guess you could say, in the game to compete against them. But, and I don't know if this was the case, but I thought up a scenario last night when I realized she didn't use it of how she might actually be able to better leverage her power. Hear me out. This is what I would do. She doesn't want to win another HOH. She already has nominated four people and she's only been HOH once. So what she could do is hope that one of the guys in her alliance wins this week. Then she can go to them and say, listen, do you want an opportunity to play in next week's HOH? They could say, yeah, hell yeah, sure. Like, let's go. And she can say, okay, listen, these are, these are the stipulations. A, you have to let me choose one of your nominees this week. You have to let me be in on all the conversations on who you're nominating this week. You have to basically give her some kind of power um, in return for her using the power on them so that they can play again. And she could even say, if she wants to keep it a secret that she won, she could even say, you have to pretend like you got the power and you used it on yourself. So that's kind of guaranteeing her having some control over an HOH, getting a little bit of more trust and like companionship out of one of her alliance members and not really getting any blood on her hands. I don't know if Danny's that smart, but if she is, props to her. I think it's a really good strategy. I could not see Cody, Memphis, Tyler, any of the guys who could potentially win turning down the opportunity to play an HOH the following week. They'd be like, hell yeah, let's go. Yeah, like I don't know why she – like I don't think anyone would have thought any differently of her using that power. It's not like she's – it's not like she had something to mess with someone else's game. It's just her being able to compete. Just like with David, I think the only person that would have been like, oh, my God, was Danny because he was messing with her nom. Right. But like in my opinion, looking at it, from our perspective, I think her and David, if they just came out and said, hey, I got this power, I'm going to use it, no one would have thought any different. Right. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I don't think she'd necessarily get blood on her hands if she used the power. The only thing, the only time she'd get more blood on her hands is if she used the power and then won HOH again, which is what I think she didn't want. So if she, for whatever reason, is trying to go by some kind of plan to use it on someone else and give them the opportunity... She could even do it and not tell them it was her. Like, that would be kind of weird because it would be a waste of, like, some bargaining power. But I could even see her doing that. Like, say one of the boys or Nicole wins or someone in her alliance wins. She could use the power on them in secret. And I guess Nicole would know because she knows that Danny has the power. But yeah, if she wanted to, she could use it on one of them and just hope that they don't nominate her or something, which I don't think they would. So, yeah, I don't know. Danny's confusing me this season. Let's just say that. Same. Very, she's like back and forth. She doesn't understand what she wants. She's a flip-flopper, as they would say. Very much so. Um, Julie ends the episode by saying that a big brother legend is going to be moving into the neighbor's house. Did you hear that oh, comment? I, I did. I screenshotted her exact words. Let me see if I could find it. Julie says, a big brother legend moves into the neighbor's house to shake things up. What does it all mean? Find out Thursday. I don't know what that means. I have a very good feeling because they said neighbor's house and they're trying not to break the big brother bubble. I don't think anyone will actually be going into the big brother house itself. I don't know. I'm hoping that like... Maybe they can give like... Help like Davon or somebody. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe if it's like say a big brother legend moves in they can pick one person or one person can go have the opportunity to talk with them and they've been watching the season or the feed and they might be able to give them like advice or something yeah that's true I didn't or give them that. a power or something i don't know i just i'm curious i'm very curious as to what this will be me too people have been speculating who they think it is i've th- seen a lot of people saying will dan will will not go on i'm telling you right now if he denied going on with boogie on another thing and he wants to focus on family that's one thing i think maybe a big possibility could be derek or i really hope it's not there to be honest there's been too much drama around him with this season and pre-gaming and all this shit and i'm yeah. kind of starting to believe it honestly we don't have to get too much into it but yeah a lot of 
people, like a lot of Big Brother players have come out and said that Derek was pre-gaming. And at first I was like, no way, like he denied it, blah, blah, blah. But more and more of them keep saying it. So I'm like almost starting to believe it. Honestly, some people in the feeds kept saying Zach. And I go, yeah, over his dead body, would Zach, after two months ago talking to Kat about not wanting to deal with CBS ever again, would go on. Right. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. So it could be Kat. It could be someone like that, but I don't think she'd be considered a legend. That's what I'm saying. There's only very few people that would fit into the legend category. You know what? Vanessa? Ian's just, just going to come back. I know, right? <laughs> That's what people said. The jury house is actually the neighbor's uh, house. And just that would be so funny. And it'd be like what David was doing when he was in Camp Comeback. Oh, yeah. When he was just staying up in that little room. He was just chilling. With Ovi and all the peeps. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll have to wait and see what that's about. But I'm excited for another twist. We need it, clearly, because all the other twists have not worked out in our favor. Right. A couple other things I wanted to mention before we head out. Um, the first one being, did you hear the rumors about, or did you hear the talk about how supposedly people were saying that Memphis said the N-word? Mm-hmm. I was actually just reading into that. Um, right before the podcast because um, I watched the video briefly before I didn't watch the whole video but I guess TMZ put it on an article saying that Memphis had the n-word in regards to David and people are saying that CBS was bleeping stuff and it he didn't say it and now I guess CBS came out and said he didn't say it we had people analyze the footage numerous times and now TMZ I guess posted an article on CBS's response and People think that TMZ owe him and his family an apology. And I, my opinion is that, I, I mean, I watched the clip. I don't think he said it. Do I, I think really Memphis mean. is a, an asshole? Do yes. I think Memphis is a dick? 1,000%. Yes. Oh, unless yes. you know unequivocally that he said a racial slur, I think it's pretty crazy for people to come out with all these allegations. It's a big accusation. Exactly. Like, I watched the clip and, like, I'm not saying Memphis is a racist. He very well could be. We don't know. Yeah, exactly. Um, but to come out and say that he said a racial slur based on a clip where he, like, stutter- stumbles on his words and, like, he could have been saying an idiot or something different, like, you guys can't really say that he said the N-word. He didn't. Yeah. Um, I have the CBS statement, actually. I'll read it really quickly for anybody who didn't see it. We are aware of press reports about Big Brother fans on social media accusing a house guest of whispering an offensive racial slur during the show's 24-7 live feeds. The producers have listened to the scene using enhanced audio. Additionally, the network's program practices team isolated and played back the scene several different ways using professional, studio-grade audio equipment. After close examination, it has been determined a a racial epithet was not said or or uttered. Hate speech will not be tolerated, and those who violate the policy will be removed from the Big Brother house. I don't know if they've ever had a policy before where say. they would remove people, um, so that's good to hear. But yeah, personally, I don't think that he said what people are saying he said. Yeah. Again, I don't like Memphis, but I don't think he said the N-word. Another thing that I thought was funny was Kat and Janelle on Twitter um cat tweeted what's the pettiest thing you've ever done mine is i twitter search cat bb21 and block everyone that has ever talked shit about me from 2019 and she just kind of like tweeted it for anyone to reply Mm -hmm. and janelle replied i almost auctioned off nicole's wedding invitation for charity i saw that and i thought that was funny she obviously didn't do it. She auctioned off her necklace instead. And she actually raised like $18,000 for charity. Wow. So props to Janelle. But Who's going to buy that for $18,000? I know, right? Isn't that crazy? But yeah, I just thought that was kind of funny. Ah, did you see that Danny's husband, Dom, went on a bit of a Twitter rant? No. If you guys don't follow him, head over to... Let's see, what is his handle? At Dominic Phillip, a.k.a. Dominic Briones on Twitter. Um, I won't read all the tweets to you. You guys can kind of scroll back and look at them yourselves. So basically, he initially responded to a fan saying that they heard that Dom and um, 
Danny were broke and all this stuff. And he was just kind of going back saying like, who cares if we have money or not? Like, why are you trying to like put us down? Also like Danny works from home. I provide for our family. She's a stay or she's a stay at home mom. Sorry, not works from home. She's a stay at home mom. Like I provide for my family, all this stuff. Then he started going into um, people saying that she was like, flirting too much with Cody and he was just saying that like clearly you guys have never been in a trusting relationship he just went on a whole rant so if you guys want to hear some of Dom's thoughts he put it all out there on Twitter for everyone to read his final tweet in the whole debacle was people throw rocks at things that shine and I was like okay Dom the the prophet over here on Twitter yeah I don't I think it's funny when like significant others or friends or whoever from outside the game try to like cause not cause drama but like get into everything about the current season it's kind of like okay it almost makes me feel like if you're spending this much time responding about it maybe you feel insecure about it like I don't know I feel like by responding to it you're just kind of feeding into it so maybe yeah a little bit yeah but I don't know last thing I wanted to bring up I don't know if you saw it, Christina, but Bailey and Swaggy posted a YouTube video on Bailey's YouTube channel. Her YouTube channel is called Bailey Daily. And Mm -hmm. it was basically like the beginning was like Swaggy um, welcoming her home, surprising her with her Tesla. And then it went into an interview. They talked about all kinds of different stuff. And when I originally came across the video, I was like, oh, this will be interesting to hear like Bailey's perspective unedited from CBS. But then I was like, holy shit, this video is an hour long. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to watch this for an hour. I yeah, sat like, down and I started watching it. And I then I looked and I was like, well, I've already watched 40 minutes, so I might as well watch the whole thing. It was actually very well done. <laughs> I was surprised. I just, I was never a big fan of Swaggy, like ever. Yeah. But um, I just, I don't know. I actually Nothing thought- against them, it's just meh. I actually found that like in this video, they were both, both very well spoken. I thought that Swaggy was going to like, try to overshadow her, talk over her, give his opinion too much. And I didn't feel like he did that. I thought he he did pretty well because he was kind of like the interviewer in this scenario, asking her questions and stuff. And oh, um, definitely, I think they both have grown. Oh, yeah. And improved sure. or, or whatever you want to call it since their seasons. For anyone who wants to watch it that doesn't want to watch like the full hour long thing, the good thing is they included timestamps for each topic so if you just want to hear her talk about her fight with christmas if you just want to hear them talk about black lives matter if you just want to hear them talk about their relationship with tyler you can literally just skip to those parts and actually those three parts that i just mentioned were the ones that i think were like the juiciest and like had the most info so those are the ones i suggest but yeah i just wanted to mention that they made that video because i thought it was very well done and i was interested to hear some of her point of view outside of the house and like once she kind of got to see everything that was happening from the outside like I just wanted to hear her side of it so yeah definitely a good watch if anybody's looking for some more BB content yeah that that's actually really cool I like when people do that kind of stuff 